Okay, so I think that should be us live now. I hope so. Um, uh, there's, pe- there's people in chat, there's people talking, but yeah, for the audio listeners at home, welcome to episode. Lucas, help me out here. I believe it's 79. 79, and we are joined today by a very special guest, aren't we? We are indeed. Yeah, so the visual watchers can already see there's a, there's a third mysterious stranger <laughs> here, and the audio listeners now will be able to hear something that's quite uncommon on our streams and our videos, and that's an American accent. Do you want me to talk now? Is that, was that I was hoping intro? so, yeah. Well, yeah well, okay. We didn't was... rehearse that bit. <laughs> Give them a little taste of my exotic accent. Yeah. No, he's exotic for us. It's not often I get to hear an American accent. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, this is uh, Jordan from Cracked.com, which is still a thing, yes. <laughs> it is. We have, a, we, we have a collaboration, I think, going live in an hour at the time of recording this. Correct. And I've just invited you on the podcast just to talk about it and just like give some um, uh, background on how that came about and also to shoot the shit. So how you been and what you been up to? Uh, I'm good. I feel like the the biggest thing that I'm working on is I recently watched all eight Saw movies in a week, and um, then we that's more than one a day. Oh my god, <laughs> you couldn't even watch one per day. Well, I thought I was going to. I thought I was going to watch like four a day and knock it out in two days, but I, I did one day of two and was like, this is. This is freaking brutal. I, I don't know that I could do. So I, I spread it out. I did it in five days. Um, and, and then, yeah, we chained me to a pole in my friend's basement. And then we filmed me talking about it for an hour and a half. So I'm editing that now. Uh, okay. So you uh, went for like the full experience. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they should have chained you up to make you watch them. That's well, that, you should have done. That's, the, that's the, the conceit. That's what it looks like is happening. That you've been forced to watch all of them in a row. So I'd just like to clarify, just in case anyone like, didn't follow, like what is it you do, Jordan? Um, I am. Not making this up. A, yeah, yeah. I am a uh, video producer for uh, Literally Media, who owns Cracked, and so mostly what I do is I make Cracked videos. I rebooted the channel almost exactly a year ago. So. Mm-hmm. And you're just here today because we have like a collaboration video going up in an hour. So I guess we should just get straight into that. Sure. Like, how, how did that come about? I know, uh, obviously, but people listening, they don't know. They're probably like, wait, what? what, what what's going on here? <laughs> right. So, you know, let me, let me back all the way up. So uh, probably in January of 2020, um, I had this idea. I've been writing for Crack since 2016, but I, mm-hmm. I missed the video channel since everybody uh, was let go by the old parent company. And I had this idea. I wondered if they were ever going to reboot it because it got sold to a new company, um, if they would need writers. So to make myself look like I could write for the this new channel that maybe would come someday, um, I got a friend and I shot an episode of a new show in my basement, put it together and sent it to them cold. And they liked it. And so they actually asked me to make a bunch more. Um, and so I did that. And then um, they hired me full time in August. So I did that. And all this was really easy comparatively because of covid because i wasn't allowed to go anywhere or do anything so we were just filming mm-hmm. videos um and then as i was full-time uh we started thinking about how do we grow it because one of the biggest issues that we have is every video we make people are like oh cracked is making videos again and it's been a year <laughs> and some change so i know so like, it's like can we just like sort of break that down now that is so rough well, it's it's interesting. So it's like we have almost 3 million subscribers, but realistically, I am not even aware of how many. I mean, some of them could have died. Uh, a lot of them aren't even generally aware that we're back. It's crazy. And so 
we were looking at, uh, you know, we're working with some contractors to help make some stuff. And um, I liked Carl's. I liked Fact Fiend, and I liked that stuff. And I, I brought your name up to one of the editors and was, and was like, does Carl still write for the website? Because I knew that you did. And he said no, but he said that you were nice. And your Twitter may suggest otherwise. You're very angry. Um, <laughs> I'm really nice in person. I just don't like being bothered on my free time. Right, sure. And so I just uh, I just kind of reached out to you on Twitter in the way that you ask everyone to not do all the time. Um, and was like, hey, do you want to... I, I didn't have anything in mind necessarily, but you know, I just wanted to see if you wanted to make videos to talk about movies and stuff and that's what we're doing so yeah we we've got like was one going live i think in about an hour from now isn't that correct 57 minutes 57 minutes that's probably the first of many but that's just one of those weird things about like working on the internet you mentioned how you got your job of just sending a cold submission into a website and um it's just that's the beauty and also the struggle of the internet that so much of it, there's no such thing as a meritocracy online. Everything is just, it happens at random, right. seemingly without warning. <laughs> and that's the same thing happened with the channel, where we were making videos for a year straight, never got any push. And I called in every favor I had with, like, today I found out Listverse, or the, not Listverse, um, Top Tens, or the websites that I wrote for. And that got us to about, I think, like, nine, ten thousand 10,000 subs. And then one day, does a video got a million views. Just front page of YouTube, million views, immediately just shot up and got 10 times more views and um, uh, money than we'd ever gotten before. And there was no yes. warning, no, right. no um, just message, just panic anything like that. It was, I, because yeah. just one day, suddenly, I remember Brad just sent me a text. Yeah, one video's got 50,000 views, which was 50 times what we got on any video previously. <laughs> right. And then it's like, okay, so what do you do with this? Um, Luke, have you ever experienced anything similar with that? Of just like the internet just randomly dropping something on you and like, oh no, I guess this is what I've got to do now. Uh, Not particularly, no. Like the closest I've obviously had is just the first time on Fact Fiend that we mentioned I had a separate channel. Mm -hmm. And then like a good couple of thousand people just went over and subscribed. But I already had like just got a little bit of a cadence going and had a bit of a backlog. So I just kind of continued doing what I do, but nothing along the lines of like, Oh, 50,000 people, a million people, just bam. Right. Like, yeah. And what's that like for you, Jordan? Like, it's been handed, essentially, just the uh, the entirety. Basically, you run Crack's video section now, don't you? Um, I, I, yeah. We, we have another editor now, and we have another producer who came on recently, but it has been largely... And, we, and there's a couple other people that have been helping with editing and stuff like that, but it, it has been a lot of me running it uh, for the past year. And it's... It's a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, it's so like when the first video came out, I I very intentionally was like, I'm going to write something to try and explain where who the heck I am and where I'm coming from because as you guys are probably familiar, as a lot of people are probably familiar, um there's a the former video team was just fired unceremoniously overnight. Yeah, that was a- the um, whole thing. I remember that just breaking down live and just seeing people like Michael Swain. Like, has anyone got any jobs for me? It's like, wait, what? I know. <laughs> what? I was freaking out too, even just from a writer's perspective, because I was like, oh my God, I haven't actually, like, I don't have any of my articles saved anywhere. If the website goes dark, I can't prove that I've ever done anything. Um, and so, obviously, my fate was much less. <laughs> negative than theirs they actually lost jobs um and i didn't end up losing my articles anyway 
Um, but so, you know, I, I tried to write something that sort of explained where I was coming from, how I knew the site, how I flew out there in 2017 because I thought I was going to maybe get a job that way. And then everybody got fired, so it didn't matter. Um, and so you get a lot of these comments that were like, I wanted you to die. Then I read your thing, and now I less would like for you to die. But we still get this forever. Only a little bit. Yeah, right. It's like it's you. always like, I can't believe you fired everyone. And that's the funny thing. It's like the thing that's hard to communicate is everybody that fired everybody is gone because the crack yeah. has been sold. So it's like, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can get mad at cracked, but... You, what you really need to do, I always say, is um, I think you have to boycott, like, the Ohio Gazette or something. Because the company that owned it is EW Scripps, and they mostly just own newspapers and crap. So like, I remember that, yeah, it was Scripps. And then when you sent me an email from Literally Media, I went, this isn't the company that bought them out. Because I don't even know the full story of what happened. I just know it was big company bought, cracked, didn't know really what to do with it, it would seem. Right. Um, kind of just, um, like, wasted. I guess, for lack of a better term, is the talent that they had on hand and just fumbled and let that all that slip. Yeah, there's, there's, I don't know anything because uh, I wasn't really there at the time other than freelancing, but the there's debate as to whether it was like some kind of weird tax play um, because they ended up writing off the entirety of the purchase almost. They, uh, is that like what happened with Toys R Us? It, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't was, understand um, any of this stuff. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was a Toys R Us. It was a uh, venture capitalist company, I think, bought Toys R Us, mm. um, saddled it with like a billion dollars worth of debt, and then went, well, I, I guess we can't pay this off, and then just, yeah, destroyed Toys mm. That's why Toys R Us died. And that's what I plan to do with my company, Big Wangers. I'm going to buy everything <laughs> out, which I can speak about. Because this week, uh, here's the thing. Like, I have, like, this is my wallet right here. In this wallet, I don't know if I better show it to the camera without reveal any details but probably not probably not no but it's, it's a fine. risky I, move yeah but this this card is like my business card like see if i can just get my business debit on the screen like business debit it says there that's my business card <laughs> that's as big wang is incorporated on it and this week this card got stolen not from my wallet just digitally and i never use this card for anything besides buying amazon purchases it's like for this week i used to refurb the office and I just was checking my payments um, and I went, did I accidentally use this to order food? Because there was like 70 pounds worth of delivery things, charges on my card. And I looked and went, hang on, I don't use delivery. Also, who the hell is ordering 70 pounds worth of food? From that, I didn't order, if I order 70 pounds worth of food, I'd die. That's if like that, fed for a week right there. If you order that much food from a takeaway in Sheffield at like Northern prices, you'd be dead. I, I love it turns out. I was just Sorry, gonna say I, I love how low stakes criminals go sometimes, where it's like they somehow acquired your number, and they're like, "Well, I'm just gonna. What's the biggest thing I can think of? Seventy pounds worth of food, or whatever." Like they <laughs> can't. The, they bought forty pounds <laughs> worth, and then thirty pounds like an hour later. And what made it really bad is I had to call up the fraud department, and I just paid for the new office that we've gotten. So mm. I paid, I think, in total about seventeen thousand pounds in office fees and equipment rental fees. So when I called them up, they went, oh, Mr. Smallwood, yeah, we can see this issue here. Uh, I went, uh, do you, we're going to have to put you through to like the claims department. I went, I want to claim for the food that was ordered. I went, what? <laughs> yeah, like, that purchase, that was me. Um, it's the food that I want to contest. Right. <laughs> and it seems really small scale of like, I spent like nearly £20,000 on stuff for the business. But then I am good, but I want this 70 quid though. Someone's ordering my food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah. I thought we saw something, but they said, that's my money that they stole. And I yeah. don't know how they got it. I've not left the house. That's It's like the, the biggest charge I ever contested was, um, so when MoviePass went down, there's another company called Cinemia, and they're like a Turkish-owned company. And I was so desperate to watch movies for cheaper than they actually are that I signed up for it. And they did this promotion where they were like, all right, if you sign up for a full year, uh, we'll, you know, it's half off. And so I was like, great, I'll be watching movies in a year. And then uh, and then a month later, they're like, actually, we're not going to work in the U.S. anymore. And they just oh. disappeared. And so I actually went to. That's a wholesome. Yeah, I went to USAA and was like, <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to spend this like 70 bucks or whatever on this stupid site. And so. They, they had me handwrite them a letter to USAA, and then they, I don't know, sent their agents over. I don't know. They refunded me. I don't know what happened to the people at Cinemia, but presumably they've all been taken out by insurance assassins or something. But You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Because that's what yeah. really annoyed me about this. It's not that, like, uh, it's not the amount. It's the fact that they just took it and it wasn't theirs. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, one of the things that's really frustrating for me is, like I said, I've not, I don't know where they got the details from because I never use this card. This card has not been used for anything, but ordering stuff from Amazon today or yesterday, in fact, when I was like, and I um, presume it's get... like specifically Amazon Business as well. And... Amazon Business, yeah. yeah. And the only other site that I've used is the council website to pay my business rates, and that's what's annoying because it's like, was the council hacked? And that would annoy the hell out of me because you think the the government of all things will tell you, yeah, your details have been leaked. That's the only other place anywhere I've entered it. Carl, a truthful government. Is that what you're insinuating? I'm hoping we get that. So, <laughs> someone's ordering food from my account. I don't want it. And you uh, remember there's a story of someone I know used to work for, I think, American Express. And they were telling me like every like Monday, they'd get a sheepish phone call from a guy. It was like, yeah, there's like 300 dollars worth of charges from a strip club on my account that's not me <laughs> and they'd have to tell look if you can test it that's fine but we will call up the, the the strip club and we're going to ask to see their cctv if we do that are we going to see you there and they'd normally just hang up and it's like oh no that's clearly like a husband who's like not realized how much he's spent and his wife say why is there this charge well it wasn't me oh definitely someone must have stolen my car again. and gone to a strip oh, no. club <laughs> Oh, Lucas, have you had any experience with this? Anyone like taking something from you or losing a bank card? Because they uh, had to cancel this card. Yeah. And I don't know when I'm going to get another one because it gets sent to another place where I'm not at the moment. And also all those purchases for the office might get cancelled. Yeah. Well, like, um, I've only ever had to, to cancel my card because I've been a moron and lost my wallet. <laughs> uh, so I can't really say that I've experienced anything like that. Luckily, so far. Okay, um, I've had it one previous time, and it was I dropped my other bank card, and I dropped it when I was in town. I bought, I think, I remember I was buying my PS4. So hmm. I bought a PlayStation 4, the Spider-Man one, which play Spider-Man. I took the PlayStation 4 straight home, and in the time it took me to get from the shop to my house, which was about 15 minutes, I noticed my card was gone, um, and just opened up the app on my phone, cancelled it right then and there, and then went to the bank to order a new one. In that 15 minutes, there was a £30 charge made. So someone picked it up and walked straight into a shop and just used contactless to buy something. It's like, God damn it. Yeah. And you almost have to respect someone for just not even thinking to hand it in. Just immediately go, well, I guess this is mine now. 
but like within 15 minutes they like i need to use this as quickly as possible yeah like that charge also got um uh, refunded mm-hmm. but just when i looked and i went to my bank and they went what was the last purchase you made because I, I thought it's gonna look suspicious if i report it missing and there's a playstation being bought so i should probably go <laughs> explain in person i bought the playstation it's like immediately after someone went again just i think they bought food they bought like three meal deals with it it's all like, oh, it. <laughs> People keep stealing my details and buying food, and I don't know why. That's funny. It's like the, every time you make a big purchase, somebody follows it up with just a really small order of food. Or not that <laughs> small, like, but like with food, generally speaking. And that's how you do it, though, isn't it? That's how they generally get away with stuff like that. Hmm. You take a small amount of money that you might not notice that looks like something you may have bought. Yeah, I remember someone did the opposite and obviously got caught out immediately when my dad's details got taken. And he was just like, I have not spent, like, two grand on eBay, like, in the past hour. What is going on? And it's like, at least they went for it. They yeah, absolutely you... went for it. But it's just that thing, if you're going to do that, and the thing is, I probably might not have even noticed if it was being one of my other cards. It's just because it's the business card. Hmm. And, like, when I called up my bank and told them, like, how do you know it's not you? And because it's a business card, I don't use my business card to buy food. Mm-hmm. Like you're not allowed to do that. I went, oh yeah, that makes sense. See, <laughs> also, that's... it's in London. <laughs> See, that's weird though about uh, like buying stuff online that needs to be shipped to your house. And if you buy two thousand, like if you buy that much stuff, surely somebody can track where you are. Like, wouldn't it be relatively think, easy hope... to find them? You'd hope that they would have got caught, but with that you never get any sort of resolution to it and it's really frustrating because i wish there was like a system like you know in online games where if you report someone for just being a dick and then just a couple of days later you get that little pop-up notification yeah this person got banned it's so like, i want that for reporting people for like crimes and stuff like if, <laughs> for that i want to just get a phone call from my bank in a couple of days yeah we found out who committed fraud on your account and they've um just been given like a thousand pound fines get it i want that <laughs> Well, yeah, because they surely get in food ordered to their address. So you immediately know who ordered the delivery. And, well, that, yeah. Well, that's what happened with me when someone stole my Hoover. I moved into my house. I've been in my house, I think, less than a day. And I thought, I'm going to order some stuff from my house. And I got, I think, one of those Roomba things. So, mm. oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? I want to ball it. I'm not fucking cleaning my floor. A robot can do that for me. And it got put on my porch. And within, I think, like an hour, because I was in the office, I came back, it was gone. And I go downstairs, and I'm in a completely key-locked building. The only way in is with a key card. I'm on, like, the fourth floor. So it's got to be someone who lives in the building. It's almost like, almost guaranteed to be someone on my floor. Mm-hmm. I go downstairs and ask the concierge. So, just oh, yes, someone got stolen off my uh, front porch. Well, we can't take responsibility for that. Because I don't want you to take responsibility. I want you to find out who did it. <laughs> well, how would you expect us to do that? Well, it happened in the building, and the CCTV pointed right at my door. Uh, well, I'm not sure if we need permission to check that. From who? You run the building. <laughs> Who, and that, I never got any res- resolution to that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all you've got to do is look at the footage. Ooh, we need permission to do that. From who? They, I, and they just never explained it. They went, well, in future, be more careful. Went, How could I be more careful? It got delivered to a completely <laughs> locked off part of the building that only I can access and the other people who live here. <sighs> and I couldn't even be mad because Amazon refunded my money and I bought another one and it was on sale. So I got 50 quid off it. So we both yeah, got a Hoover. That. So two Hoovers. And I couldn't even be mad. It's like, God damn it. I want to be mad at the person who stole it. And the same thing, I would have got mugged. 
So I got mugged, my phone got stolen, but my contract ran out the following week. So I went into the shop and asked them. I told them, oh, I got mugged this morning. Uh, can I upgrade my contract early? And they went, yeah. So they gave me, I got a new phone, and then they gave me a £100 cash back for upgrading early. And then I used that £100 to go buy a 3DS. <laughs> and again, I couldn't even feel mad because both me and the mugger got a new phone. Right. <laughs> And I couldn't even be mad about it. And I remember that one because that's when uh, I reported my, my phone had been stolen. I think I posted on Facebook or something. I went, can everyone just spam my old number with phone calls and abusive messages so the guy can't take it anywhere? And then I forgot about that. I'd done that drunkenly um, at like uh-huh. three in the morning when I was angry. Woke up, went to get my new phone. Went, oh, do you want to transfer your old number? Yeah, sure. Guy turns <laughs> on the phone in the shop. The first thing that happens is he just... Like burst into life with everyone telling me to go fuck myself. I'm like, <laughs> just take the phone. Yeah. <laughs> you can't explain that, can you? That's awesome. Uh, uh, so, John, any experience with stuff like that? Yeah, the only the only other thing that's happened recently was, um, yeah, we we tried to order a pizza from some pizza place, but they only used I think Slice or something. It's kind of like Grubhub, but I, I don't know what the difference right. is. And um, we got our pizza, and it was terrible. But then, uh, like a week later, somebody else ordered a pizza on our account. But oh, that was it. They never followed up, and I we didn't know what to do about it. We didn't know who to talk to. So mm-hmm. somebody just got a pizza on us. And what could... kind of pizza? That's the important question. Oh man, I didn't even think. I bet I could find it if I if I really was interested. That's the you need to know why. Because that way you need to know your enemy. Like, did they put pineapple on it? That's, the, That's the one, yeah. If they put pineapple on it, it's like that monster. I can't believe they do something like that. It's like, it's one thing to steal my money is another thing to spend it on something like shit. Mm-hmm. Oh That's what I got mad about. It's like, oh man, like if you, if Deliveroo, like they already charge like the massive up charges. If you want to do it, like go big, go home. Yeah. See, True. now I'm gonna, now I'm curious about it. I want to find out. We want to know <laughs> what, what, what does a thief eat? God, I don't even, is it not called Slice? Uh, Maybe see. this is how they got your details. Because you don't even know what the app's called. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. There's like a hundred different slice apps. That's because I'm so uh, paranoid about my details leaking anywhere. The only app I think I trust is Just Eat. And Just Eat knows so much about me that this is a legit true story. I ordered from one place so much they sent me a Christmas card. Wow. Like one of my local takeaways sent me a Christmas card. So I ordered from I went, you know what? I need to stop doing this. <laughs> I'm clearly doing this too much when I'm getting a Christmas card from an Indian takeaway. Oh, God. I remember, though, like I ordered once, like drunkenly at like three o'clock in the morning. And then, um, like 20 minutes later, I got a notification from Just Eat, like, oh, yeah, your food's been delivered. So I called up the restaurant, like, my food has not been delivered. What was going on? And then. They just said, yeah, the restaurant's shut, we're not cooking, and hung up on me. So obviously I contact Just Eat, and Just Eat went, well, that's not our problem. You need to get in contact with the restaurant. I'm like, the restaurant are hanging up on me. What are you going to do? Oh, nothing. It's up to the restaurant. It's like, all right, then. I guess I just lost out on 15 quid, so Just Eat can go fuck themselves. Ah, okay. So we had something similar <laughs> with um, other day, me and my girlfriend, we had a takeaway. And it's one of those things where like, I'm so glad it didn't happen to me. Like, I feel so bad that it happened to her. It's like she ordered like a pratha or something, like a bread thing. And mm. she ripped it in half. And we had like, a meal. And she went up to get a bit more food. And then she ripped the rest of it. And there's a hair baked into the bread. And she'd already eaten half of it. And it's just... I just looked and went, I'm glad I didn't order that. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> disgusting. 
But that's the worst bit as well, because it's like baked in, but you've already eaten half. <laughs> right. And at that point, what do you do? Right. It's... So I compare it to... Like, oh, sorry, you were saying. Well, no, all I was going to say is I feel like I'm having the opposite experience recently, which is to say, like, we live so far out, uh, typically, that nobody delivers to us. Um, but there is a, a Domino's pizza um, that's technically in the other county, but we're right on the line. And so if we order from them, most of the time they show up to our door and they're like, we're not allowed to deliver to you. And I'm like, well, you're here now. So <laughs> we're not, they come to your door to tell you we're not allowed to come to your door. Well, because it's like, there's a sign that says now you're entering Albemarle County or whatever. And they hmm. presumably drive past that and they're like, oh shit, shit. <laughs> because <laughs> it's like, like... <laughs> it's right on that line. So we're in the wrong jurisdiction or something. For Domino's? Yeah. Are they worried that someone from like Papa John's is going to come and break the legs? <laughs> like that's <laughs> their territory. <laughs> this is our territory. You can't cross, you cross that line. You're in our turf, boy. Yeah, maybe it's just like, yeah, it's it's a little confusing because it's like, so is there a Domino's down the road that won't deliver to mm. us, but also won't let them deliver to us? I, I'm not yeah, sure. I, don't, I suppose it's something like boring, like franchise each franchise like, has like a different area where they, like this restaurant operates in this right. area and blah 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 but it's and there's just no overlap right and, surely... but nobody reaches us we're in this like food desert or pizza desert or whatever what? unless we trick the, the fluvanna one <laughs> the <laughs> weird had... bermuda triangle there's a friend of mine that happened with i was um, at his house years and years and years ago or from like chinese takeaway around the corner and he called them up and i want to point out like the chinese takeaway you can see it from his window <laughs> like you can see them from his window. We could see. We can. You look through. You see him answer the phone. Call him up. But obviously, no one that close ever orders for delivery. And we're like, no, we're going to pay for delivery because we're not getting up. And the guy calls. He opens the phone. He gets the phone and we make our order. He says, "What's the address?" We give him. He goes, "I don't think we deliver that because I think you do." No, no um, I don't know where that address is. And we said, "Look up." So what? Look out the window. And we're just like, ah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you can see him, and he's like, I don't think we can deliver there. It's not in. It's not on any of our maps, and it is. Trust us. God, that's funny. I mean, just Carl, like, I, I respect the hospital. You probably should have just gone and got the Chinese yourself. No, <laughs> we just didn't want to get up. We've all been there. We're just because you can see we saw him answer the phone, and he's like, I'm sorry, we don't deliver there. So like, I can see you. I can see you right well, you now. Can't creep you creepy, you're like watching him. <laughs> you better deliver it. We know where you are. Awesome. Oh, so what have you been up to this week then, Lucas? Um, not too much. Um, like just getting getting back into a few different things, like um, like watching some more One Piece, as always. You know, episode like seven fifty of a thousand or something. And then uh, got Pokemon, new Pokemon Snap and Returnal over the bank holiday weekend. So okay, just been playing a lot of that and enjoying life. Yeah, can't complain. That's well. no, I'm guessing you're yours is like mostly work. Yeah, work. I did actually buy a Switch recently, just in a way to oh, recapture the joys of my childhood or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you did like what you, your internet broke recently, <laughs> right? That's it- got to be a that's got to be a nightmare. That. It was very timely. Well, it was only it only broke last night. Uh, we had a storm, and it goes out sometimes when that happens. But um, no, I just I've when I was so my parents wouldn't uh, buy me consoles for a, a long time, 
And so, like, when I was 10, what I did was I, I grabbed all my Pokemon cards and I took a bunch of my sister's dolls and I went door to door in our neighborhood and I sold, I sold them all. And then I, <laughs> I got a friend's mom to drive me to GameStop. Although at the time, I think it was called Babbage's. And uh, we bought an N64 and three controllers and Goldeneye because uh, two of my friends. Nice. And... Um, you know, we did that thing where I like I kept it at my friend's house, and then I was like, "Mom, I already <laughs> own this. Can we trade weeks?" Um, and so, you know, N sixty four was like the first console, and then GameCube. I I also uh, had to like work out a split with my parents or whatever. Um, mm. But since then, I, I then I got older, and so I could just buy things outright. So I got a three sixty and an Xbox One and an Xbox Series X, but I'm missing my. Oh. The uh, the childhood joys of <laughs> selling things door to door to play Mario or <laughs> yeah. Super Smash Brothers. So is, is the fact though you sold your sister's stuff as well? <laughs> what was the fallout to that? Because I'm pretty sure if I would have sold my brother's stuff, like there would have been like pistols at dawn. Until well, you said we can play Goldeneye though, Carl. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the the idea was I said it would it would be like a it was like a commission thing. So I was like I'll give you you know, 10% or maybe it was probably the other way around. I was like, I'll give you 75%. But also they were like seven. So they're like, okay, you know, whatever you want, big brother. And I was like, I'll pay you at some point. I'm um, going to take your stuff and sell it so <laughs> I can buy something for myself. That's, right. that's I probably, a lot. I'm going to remember that one. I probably told them they could play the N64 as well, but hmm. I don't know that they ever did. Might have played Mario Party. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What a great thing for a seven-year-old to play, just, like, just knack of their hands. Right. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> that was brutal. Like, I've still got Mario Party 1 on, like, my shelf behind this chair, and just, like, that does burn through your hands. And to this day, I still get really competitive and, like, blister my hands when we play it. It's the only way. It's the only way is you got to um, injure yourself when you do it. And I think I had something similar when I bought my Xbox 360. I saved up for two years, traded in everything I had, my PS2, all the games I'd gotten over the years, and... I didn't have any money for a game. So I just had the console. And I just spent all my time playing with the menus. Just with <laughs> yeah. all the different settings that I could do. Just to see all of and then like putting CDs in and copying CDs onto it to play music through it. And using like the equalizer settings. That was a thing you used to be able to do on like Xbox 360s. Oh, yeah. And that's what I did. I remember I, a friend of mine borrowed me at uh, Gears of War. I remember my mum came in and went, are you sure it should be up on its side? So I had it vertical. I went, oh, I should probably, I'll put it down then. And I did. And I said, it. <laughs> right. My, my point out friend's copy of Gears of War, massive fat scratch all the way around oh, it. I can't oh. give him that back. I can't afford to give him a new one. That's fine. <laughs> so I had to go and, I think I had to go to a shop and get one of those like professional disc cleaners. Remember where you could get those? Where they'd mm. like clean it and they'd get like the scratch out of it. And we managed to get the scratch all the way out of it and I gave it back to the friend and he never knew the difference. That's yeah, awesome. and you know, like, what that actually is? It's just that there's, like, a, a thick enough layer on a CD that they could essentially scratch a tiny bit of the disc off completely so that it didn't look like there was a scratch in it anymore, but in essence, they just, like, cut the thinnest of layers off your CD so it was all uniform again. That's what I figured it was, yeah. It's, like, buff yeah. it down to get rid of that really thick <laughs> layer because... Isn't there, like, something through the GameCube where the CDs are so thick it won't play anymore? Oh, I've not heard that. 
I've not I heard know. that. It's like, it's like the GameCube or PlayStation where the laser stops working because it loses power um, after a couple of years of just being inactive. And because of how thick the CDs are, it can't read games anymore. That's interesting. I forget which console is that does that. That, that could have the... been what happened to my GameCube. Yeah, I think it's... And that's certain games like Smash Bros because there's so much data on there. You can't, right. It can't read it because the laser's not powerful enough anymore. <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, I remember my, my dad, you know, just like abusing his power of uh, having like, friends at work and just took my GameCube into work and told people, don't do your job, try and repair my son's GameCube instead. <laughs> and they like ordered the special like tri-wing screwdrivers and everything and like essentially operated on my GameCube and just turned around and went, we need like specialist parts for the the actual laser itself. We can't replace it. We can't fix it. So That's I just impressive. have to go buy another one. And it included Mario Kart Double Dash that I already had. So I sold that back and basically got half my money back for the GameCube. That's not too bad. Something like that happened on Christmas Day when I was like eight years old and my brother got a Furby. Me and my brother got a Furby when they were a big thing. And my brother hated it because it wouldn't show up. So what he did, I shit you not, he turned it upside down and just put it in a stacker box and then slammed its head against the, uh, <laughs> what's it now? The uh, underside of the bed to shut <laughs> it up. And like my dad went upstairs and found it and was like, you can't do this, but obviously now it's broken and it won't shut up. And he had to perform surgery on it. <laughs> but he pulled all its fur off. And I remember my, my mum burst into tears because uh, she's got his Furby on the floor, on the table with no fur, and its eyes are permanently open, but it's uh, the sensor thought they were closed. So all the Furby saying, I'm scared, it's dark. She's like, oh no, it's dying, it's dying. <laughs> so she thought it was dying because it kept saying, I'm scared, help me. That's so awesome. <laughs> it's just this Furby with no fur and its eyes wide open as surgery's been performed on it. And it's like, oh man, that's like, that's some horror stuff out there, which brings us to, I want to know more about all eight Saw movies. Oh, full circle. Yeah, you mentioned that, and I I just want to know, watching them all back-to-back, are they as bad as I'm remembering that they were in regards to just how convoluted those plots get towards the end? Yeah, I think think the the main takeaway I had is I feel like, you know, the first movie was uh, directed by James Wan, who went on to do furious seven and aquaman and a lot of like big action movies and it was written by i'm gonna butcher his name but i think it's like lay winnell or something he did upgrade and invisible man which are both really great movies yeah really really good and so that first movie definitely has it, it just doesn't lean that heavily into the gore and there's an interesting plot and even just the premise of like being tied in a bathroom with saws is is interesting mm-hmm. and so the first movie is still enjoyable but then it immediately falls off and they have this bar that they're trying to reach every time, which is like crazy twist level stuff. But the ways that they go about it are just so freaking like three and four happen at the exact same time. And you don't realize that yet. And it's like for no apparent reason. And they also, it's just, I don't know. It's interesting because they escalate the gore really, really heavily. I think four is the peak goriest, most, nauseating film and then they actually kind of come Which back is down that one for? like what's the big set piece of four because that's the thing my mum really likes saw movies so i've seen them all really but i don't remember the plot of them so what's the set piece for oh, four? they all have like that one big trap down there yeah right so three is the one where uh that guy jeff his son died 
and so he was sad about it so they he like forces him to deal with all the all the previous uh, yeah okay that's the, the people involved one, in the it? case and then the fifth one is five people trapped in uh that room where they die one-on-one and then it gets to the end and it's like you got to fill this thing full of blood and you all could have survived and if you had uh you could i don't know fill the blood vial easier yeah but, but four is like time. escaping me four is like the the least memorable if that's the one oh that's no no the one i remember that's with the pigs it's the one yeah three is the one with the pigs where they fill up okay. the he's like tied down and they're trying to put pig guts in his mouth they um, drown him in like liquefied pig and it's like what is this yeah four okay four is the one where um the the police officer rig the guy who's like wearing the bandana um he is being tested by jigsaw to see how he sees um, and you realize that the dad from two is still alive somewhere and he's like on an ice block that's melting and the cop is like, you know, they think that maybe the cop is jigsaw, but he like goes to that motel room and the, the like rapist guy gets all his limbs torn off. And it's just, I guess the big set piece is like the guy gets his head smashed with ice blocks or whatever which uh, which happens in final destination so it's not that impressive yeah i four is like the least exciting that's also the one where it's like it's just funny because the movie opens with like a bombing in a school like the guy's chained up and he explodes and they realize oh this must not have been real jigsaw because the guy even if the guy had escaped the door was welded shut so they're like it wasn't a fair trap yeah and then he ends up there four days later, and there are more people in a trap. And I'm like, nobody's watching this school or, like, investigating, <laughs> like, the bombing murder that happened here. It says, like, four days earlier. He's able to just, like, come back in and, like, skewer two people with a bunch of rebar or whatever. It's just like, yeah. I don't Also, know. as well, like, um, I remember <clears throat> that film because it has one of my most, my least favorite tropes, which is person who is very clearly a stand-in for the film director or the writer to explain what they meant and you always have when they're talking about sorts like well you know oh jigsaw God. never really killed anybody he's <laughs> like no like fuck he did he's engineering situations where people die he's 100 percent complicit and responsible for these deaths like, yeah but he doesn't really kill anything no he kills them all the time they say that uh, yeah. in every single oh, movie God. And not only that, because I, I was taking note of that every single time it happened. Um, there's sometimes when the cops is like, they're like, I can't believe Jigsaw murdered somebody. She goes, well, did he murder him? Uh, you know, yeah. You're like, yes. <laughs> 100%. Objectively, that is what happened. Like um, you put the gun in their hand. Right. And then force them to pull the trigger. Well, and by the end, even... You know, he has a bunch of accomplices that always do, like, traps that are unfair. But even at the end, when it's still Kramer, like, the real guy traps, it'll be a trap where it's like, you have to choose between these two people, whether they live or die. They're the ones that really piss me off, because it's like, any they always argue, oh, yeah, anyone can survive. Like, if you, if you want to live enough, you can survive. And then they have the one where it is, okay, you can save two of these five people. Right, yeah. So uh, do those people not want to live hard? <laughs> right, and then in the in the seventh one, it's like he's trying to save people as he goes, and it's like, well, okay, three of them were complicit in his lie, but then the last person is just his wife who didn't know that <laughs> the guy... His wife. Yeah, the, the, that the guy, like, his whole thing was that he pretended he was in a saw trap just to, like, get publicity and that he escaped. 
and like the people that helped him along all get killed but then it gets to his wife and she's like what are we even talking about <laughs> he's like oh yeah i lied and then she gets cooked to death and so and jigsaw's like gotcha and it's like well yeah, the, the guy being tested is still alive but his wife who didn't know anything and did nothing wrong is now fried and dead so I don't know, man. I did like the eighth one better than all but the first. Is that the one where it reveals it's actually a prequel? Uh, yeah. Even though it's got lasers in it. <laughs> Even though it's got like, it, yeah, lasers. it's supposed like because I remember that. Like it's called. Is it the final chapter that one's called? No, that's the seventh one. This one is okay, just so, called. So the final. <laughs> <laughs> I love this about movies. So what were they called? So let's let's bring up a list now. What the Saw movies are called? It's just one, enough, one through seven, it, and the seventh one is just called the final chapter, and then it's Jigsaw. Ah, okay. Jigsaw, I was going yeah. to. I was, and then do you remember that one? Because the twist is. Oh, this is the first murder he ever actually committed, but all the traps are super high-techs. Keep in mind that the first one, it's guy in basement with leg in manacle right. and rusty hacksaw. And then before that, though, he had, like, perfectly lined up lasers that cut a guy's head in half. Right. He's like, wait, so he built this before... He built this and then said, you know what I really need, though? Manacles. <laughs> right. Yeah, because that's the thing is... So what's happening is we're watching the game from 10 years ago... And in the present, they've made an, the Jigsaw has made an identical version of the game. And the only reason you're not aware that it's different people is because when you see the corpses from the modern day game, they're so mangled that you're not, that you don't know that it's right. <laughs> different people than the ones you've been watching the whole time. It's freaking nonsense. I love it. But the directors of that uh, also directed this movie, Predestination, um, which if you haven't seen it, I would... I mean, it's very weird, but I would highly recommend it's very it's one of those like time travel things where he ends up causing a really insane cycle of things that happens. And then also that movie uh Daybreakers, if you're familiar with that one, the like Oh, I love that one. That's yeah. the one with reverse vampires. Right. And uh, yeah. I, I just remember that movie from the scene where like when you turn into a vampire, it's instantaneous and yeah, so you instantly become a vampire. So they're like ripping through that like group of soldiers who are like getting bit and then turning around and biting the guy behind them. That's freaking cool. Um, but those directors are at least like generally competent, have made mm. decent movies. Some good movies. Yeah. And I, I love the twist. Uh, one of the things in Daybreakers, something I adore about movies is just really good world building or mm. world building that is interesting and novel. And the thing they have in that is um, when vampires announce themselves, they offered do you want to be a vampire? Vampires don't die and we don't get cancer. Like they used to say that if you're a vampire, you don't get sick because vampires can't die. And then Im immediately, like 10 million people, like, I want to be a vampire. Right. Like, <laughs> because why would you not? Like you get to live forever and mm. you don't die. And then the, the thing is too many people became vampires. So they start to run out of blood. Uh... And then they're like, you have like vampires, like they're watering down blood. Right. And people are protesting because there's not enough blood left. Because there's right. not enough humans. And they're they're debating doing the like Matrix style, like string a bunch of people up solely to be using their blood, like their energy or whatever. Aren't they like debating the ethics of that? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. I, it's a really interesting movie from that perspective. And then like the way that you reverse become a vampire is like you get yourself blasted in sunlight, but then shut it off really quick and you like burn it, it out. It restarts your heart. Yeah. It's great. Lucas, oh, no. go watch this movie. It's terrible. 
I've heard of it, but only like secondhand because you talk about it sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it's because like just the world building of like, oh, it's a world full of vampires, so all the cars have um, window. None of the cars have windows because why would vampires <laughs> have windows? That's stupid. That's awesome. Yeah, it's and then watch Predestination, which I don't want to give anything about, but it's it's. Basically, a, a cop or something goes back in time to stop a bomb, but in doing so, it just sets off this just very weird chain of events. I legit cool. thought you were going to say it's actually a sequel or a prequel <laughs> to Final Destination. That's what I thought it was in <laughs> yeah. the name. Yeah. Predestination, because that's another one where I think Final Destination 5 turns out, oh, it's a prequel to the first one, because the end of number five is the start of the first one. Oh, God. But again, uh, the first one is a plane crash, and it's set in the 90s. And they don't even have smartphones yet. But in the fifth one, they, again, have lasers. And that's one of the ways people get killed. It's like, wait, so they, you had, like, lasers and shit then, but then someone falls off a plane? That's so good. It's so funny that, like, so, you know, the first Saw had the twist that, like, he was in the room the whole time or whatever. And it's funny how many horror movies are like, well, we should have twists. What if it's just happening at a different time than you thought it was? Like that's mm. that's ninety percent of the saw twist is like actually everything is just out of order and you're like yeah you... All right. everyone's already dead yeah or whatever yeah it's like great and there's a, as well I'm guessing you must have like thought to yourself while watching these there's so many of those traps just like some of them are so much more unfair than other ones like the, uh, Amanda's the one of is that the um, the bear trap the reverse bear trap right that's the worst one because you have to pull out a key out of your own eyeball. Well, that's the worst one. But that's the thing is is the first time we see that one, all she has to do is pull a key out of some other dude's stomach. Oh yeah, is it she later d- where they put, start putting people's eyes? Yeah, that that's the third one I think. But it, but the- <laughs> I love how you can't remember. They're all blended into one. <laughs> to be now. fair, he's watched them all in a week. Come on, that's fair. Yeah. The thing though, the, the thing about the reverse bear trap that's funny is. Oh no, that's a real bear trap. Actually, the one that you're thinking of, they use a reverse reverse. The joke I said it's a reverse reverse bear trap because it's just a, it just smashes his head. It's just a bear trap. Um, I remember that being like one of the most dangerous things they've ever put on an actor because it was real. Like it was, it functioned oh like that, but obviously the actor could just take it on and off. But they were legit um, scared that it would kill the actor. Why? Because if did they yeah, use that? That's. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you can fake that stuff. You can fake it, but that's one of the ones where like this might kill the actor if it goes off. That's that's nonsense. And and I, I guess that's how props. you keep your budgets low. You actually is, kill you all your actors. For real. Yeah. And then was the other one, where I think it's Joe, the uh, one with the chains around the neck, and they get pulled towards the thing inside. That was another one where that was just a real practical effect. Mm. There was a lot of safety stuff in place, but like, this could kill someone. If we make a mistake, if this guy slips over, like we could fucking kill the guy. Yeah. Jeez. Do you reckon they told that to the actor at the time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they did. If you want to get yeah, him, it's like, just, you know. Like, we'll tell you after we've done it that, by the way, if we'd fucked up, that would have killed you. Like, oh. It might be like, a great so way to get them, get a good scared reaction, though. Um, I think that all the time. Like, acting in the saw trap would be relatively easy to freak out because you're tied down like regardless of whether it's going to actually stab out your eyes or whatever like i don't think i would enjoy being tied while somebody i don't know squirts blood on me or like whatever's supposed to be happening during mm. that scene anyway. well there we go and what do you think is the best scream acting you've seen in a piece of media for me it has to be in district nine 
just where Shalto Copley is just getting experimented on. And he just starts screaming in like South Africa. Get the fuck off me! Just like screaming. <laughs> scream at he's so good. Yeah. That's funny. I haven't oh. thought about that. Other than um, in Saw 7, final chapter. The final um, chapter, which is not the final one. <laughs> correct. It is. And there's another one coming out, which I'm also going to see and add to the end of this. Uh, and it's called, is it, is it called Jigsaw? It's called Spiral. Oh, in I, reference to yeah, the spirals yeah. on Billy's it, cheeks. But it's also called like Spiral colon from the book of Saw or something like that. Oh, that paranormal activity tech. Right. Um, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park is in that one. Yeah. And he's like, just... he has a weird, he has a really weird cameo, doesn't he? He's like a white supremacist. <laughs> yeah. He's like a racist, and uh, his skin is like tied to a car seat or something. And when he screams, I was like, "Oh, it's like Lincoln Park." It was like a very clean, mm. ah, like very I don't know, just like controlled compared to everybody else's. I mean, it was loud, and but I was just like. It sounds like a breakdown in a Lincoln Park song. This is kind of yeah. sad that I guess he's dead. He's had a lot of I practice, guess. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Lucas? Like any like scream acting that you um, uh, hold in this, um, especially high regard? Uh, the 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 problem right now in my brain is like you mentioned scream acting, and I can't think of anything but the bad scream acting of like The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Like, of just like that? Christian Bale. Just... Oh God, yeah. Oh, I forgot how bad it is. It's so bad. I had to watch clips for a bike, um, an episode going up, and just you forget how bad the Batman voice is <laughs> because like, of how good those movies are. Yeah, I kind of forgot how bad it was and looked like went and rewatched them not long ago and was like, I'm almost like laughing at Christian Bale's scream acting at sometimes. I'm like, oh, this, this does not fit the tone of the rest of the movie. I just don't know why he didn't change his voice. Like, why did he change his voice in such a stupid way? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I don't that, get. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? It's like we're looking at it now, fifteen years removed, and it's been parodied yeah. so much. It is very iconic. If nothing else, it's very like everybody. That's now what Batman sounds like. I mean, it's kind of amazing yeah. that he created that to some extent. Whereas, like mm-hmm. Mark Hamill kind of created the Joker voice, but Heath Ledger's isn't really the same. And now we've got two other freaking Joker voices. <laughs> not to mention Jack Nicholson, and not to mention the guy from mm-hmm. the show. So. But, like, if, if you're doing Batman, you're like, yeah, I'm Batman, or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He created totally. that, which is pretty sweet, even if it is but, now kind of goofy and dumb. But It's more just, though, all this, I don't know why they put scenes in the day. I think me and you talked about it, Luke, didn't we, of like, one of the playthroughs we did, mm-hmm. of Batman in the day looks so stupid. <laughs> and they keep putting Batman in the middle of the day in the third and one. They also make the mistake of, like, as we mentioned, like a lot of the um, the combat scenes are like so, from such wide angles, and you can just see like the stunt people waiting for their turn, and you right. can just see like Catwoman missing people in the background, and it's like, yeah, okay. Right, this is a guy who was trained by the League of Assassins. Right. I, I don't buy this for, for a second that this is a like the greatest um, uh, physical combatant in this universe. And I, I think like. To me, they probably just nailed it immediately with the um, shipping container scene in Batman Begins, where like you first see him, and like he basically is never on screen. It's just people being dragged into the shadows, screaming. Because that's what a fight with Batman should be. It should be just a group of men, and then thirty seconds later, everyone's knocked out. 
<laughs> that's what it should be. And I, like, you never need to see Batman. And I've always wanted um, uh, to see a movie from the perspective. I've always thought they should make a Batman movie that's like a horror movie, where it's criminals reacting to the idea of Batman. Mm. When in a universe where they don't know Batman is, exists... And it should have been like a movie where they, the twist at the end is, oh, this is a Batman movie. It's like, oh, yeah, it's just criminals being just like stalked and violently beaten by this creature in the shadows. Mm-hmm. I wonder and if you never had the balls to do it. Yeah, I wonder if you'd ever be able to get something greenlit like 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 a movie where you don't announce that Batman's in it. I just think it'd be fascinating to see if people were able to get away with. Like I think the last movie I think that that did this that I'm aware of that essentially lied in its marketing was um, mm. Happy Death Day to You, uh, the second Happy Death Day movie where it looks like another slasher movie but it's actually just kind of like Back to the Future. It's just yeah. a, it's a time travel oh. movie. I mean, there's like some slasher stuff, but it's not at all. But all the trailers the are trailers like, did not sell that at all. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's interesting. Like, could you get away with a movie that's going to rely so heavily on? word of mouth like it's like a sixth sense thing where it's like the twist at the end like you gotta go see it even if the twist is just that it's batman or whatever i just think that'd be such a good idea but they've never had the balls to show you what it's batman fighting batman's like it's you always mm-hmm. have to see him doing it right and just if you look at some of those scenes like the one lucas singled out of like when every criminal that they have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. and the closest we've gotten is there's like a like an animated short and it's kids talking about there's a monster have you oh, heard about the monster? Gotham night, yeah. It's like, uh, have you like heard about the monster? So what do you mean? There's a monster in, in Gotham. Because that's what kids imagine when they saw Batman. And you just see this shadow kicking the shit out of people. Because that's all the kids see. They just see a, a blur. And then people's like, arms are broken. It's like, why don't we have that? That's true. There, Where's that movie? I guess we don't have that because you know the day the film releases like on Twitter. just It's, it's Batman. a Batman movie, yeah. The twist is it's like, Batman social media would just ruin it within half an hour and i guess that's why but like at the same time i, I would i would love to see that attempt because yeah the, the the little like bit of gotham night that you talked about is really good and i love that like series of short movies because he's just like 10 minute clips of like different batman vignettes and it's really cool and d- all different art styles and directors and stuff and that's right it's like the idea of what batman is like oh Oh, are we going to get a dramatic reveal here? No, I've just the the video's about to come out, so I'm supposed to like change the oh yeah Instagram link and crap like that. So Ooh, so oh, that'll be going out right. soon. Yeah, that's that's why we're here, isn't like, it? Live production. As live live production of this. Anyone who's watching this live, there's a, a video going to be coming out soon. Yeah, and that's the collaboration between myself and you, and it's hopefully it's going to be the start of um, uh, something going ongoing. Yeah. So I guess I mean, we can we can quickly talk about that. So what 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 is it? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much just what you guys do. Um, but. <laughs> it's a little different cause it's me every time and I do kind of slide into frame. So I am on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very similar. It's just, it's, uh, taking an interesting, uh, right now we've been focused on movies, but maybe we can expand it to other things. Um, but it's just taking a thing that's uh, like a weird thing that happened with a movie. Like this one is talking about the time Toy Story 2 got deleted uh, twice and just sort of unscripted talking about it there's a there's a thin conceit where you were supposed to have done more work ahead of time and i'm directing you um yeah frustratedly but that it falls apart pretty fast it's not a very important it, part it of was that. a very strange experience like editing that raw footage of like 
I didn't know at the very beginning whether you were genuinely like, wait, Carl, did you <laughs> read the script? Like, and that's what, <laughs> yeah, that's what the idea right. was. So it got me, it got me. <laughs> and that's what the thinking is. It's um, similar to the very first Fact Fiend video we ever released, where is we have a proper video. Because I remember you sent me that. You went, oh, here's an idea I have for right. how we can um, show right. that this is the format we're going to do. Of it's um, not a scripted conversation. It's two people improvising around a certain piece of information. And the clip you sent me is exactly the idea I had like three years ago right. for the first factory video to establish the format for that. So at least I know it was a good idea. Right. Yeah, it's funny. I, was, I You sent that to me and I was like, well, crap. We just did the exact same thing. Um, <laughs> I'm but... not sure if I said it to you or if I just said it out loud um, in a conversation afterwards of, um, there's no worries about it looking like we stole the idea or because it's my idea and I'm in it. Yeah, <laughs> I like know. I'm literally, I'm literally, I'm in the video. I, right, that's true. I don't know. I just always want to make sure that, like, I, I, I do think a big part of, like, philosophically the way that I'm approaching some of this crack stuff is uh, I just think that internet comedy is hard and I think that um, making stuff is hard and it's hard enough uh, – fighting all the algorithms and the social media and getting people to look at your crap, getting the click-through rates that, like, it doesn't make any sense for us to be fighting each other, as it were, to be, like, I don't know, not that anybody is, but, you know, like, oh, I prefer college humor or I prefer The Onion or whatever. I, I, I feels like the way to beat the algorithm is to be more collaborative, and that's how we get more good stuff in the world. And so I never yeah. want anybody to feel like if they're working with us or with me or whatever that it's like, oh, crap, they're stealing our... Like, they're taking our slice of the pie or whatever. Um, I want it to feel more like we're working together. We're making new things collaboratively so that we can all survive uh, as opposed to, you know, there's only 200 comedy jobs in the world and you're going to have to kill everybody to get one uh, kind of thing, which I, I think sometimes it yeah. can feel that way. But I would prefer if we could find a way around that, whatever that looks like. Well, I, I think I, like... I've heard quite a few times of different content creators just say like competition is nothing compared to collaboration and like mm. you should always be yeah aiming to just collaborate with as many interesting and like unique people that you, you want to collaborate with because as you say treating it as just a competition between people of like oh there's only one spot and it's like cracked versus fact fiend it's like right why there's, there's so many people on the platform there's no point to fight each other over the scraps like you might as well work together and bring each other up that's good advice but i'm terrible uh, um, uh, <laughs> working with other people not that i'm bad at it it's just that i'm um really uh just setting my ways sure and also i'm just i'm so used to working behind the scenes i don't really see myself as um, someone in a position to reach out to other people even though realistically i could and mm. probably should be doing that I should be like approaching other content creators and asking if they want to work on the channel or collaborate, but I don't feel like I have the pull to do that. So don't. <laughs> and just kind of just sit. So that's why I was like, oh, I'm being asked to work with Cracked. I, I'm going to take this opportunity because it's a good one. Yeah. And I feel like I should do that, but it's not something I would have done um, uh, under my own power. Just yeah. Almost purely out of laziness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like. Uh... I don't know. I, d I don't have a lot of um, – I haven't been doing this long enough to feel like I have – I don't know, like I'm owed anything necessarily. Like I said, it was such a random 
thing anyway, kind of like how a lot of this internet stuff works where I've just, I'm just happy to be, I, I just want to like learn mm-hmm. from a bunch of people that have been doing it longer than me and doing it better than me um, in the hopes that I can be better. And that again, we create more stability in this highly historically unstable uh, environment. So yeah, thanks for agreeing to do it. I, I've had a blast getting to work with uh, even just a, a few other collaborators. And I, I don't know. I think our videos are fun. I think it'll be cool. I do as well. And then you've yeah. appeared in a couple of hours. This is like cross-promotion. And that Lucas has seen the rough edit, right. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, I was the one who cut that together and then obviously sent it right. to you guys to, uh, to put all the effects in and do the hard work, essentially. you know. Uh, <laughs> right. But yeah, I've, I've actually been enjoying the content that you've been making, like, on YouTube before all this started anyway, like I was watching Cracked when the video started coming back out on YouTube and like, hmm. it's weird that it took a while for like YouTube to actually notify me that you were putting videos back out because right. that's YouTube. But yeah. yeah, as soon as I saw Crack putting out videos again, I, I've been I've been really enjoying your content. So awesome. keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. And I can't say the same thing because I try and avoid all comedy stuff because I don't want to accidentally steal jokes. And I'm not sure like, what's your opinion on that of... I never want to accidentally plagiarize someone, whether it be an idea or a joke or even just a quote or a funny observation. So I have to try really hard to um, curate the content that I watch so I don't accidentally do that. Interesting. Because I'm so paranoid of um, someone saying, well, you stole that off, insert other creator. And we've had that a couple of times. And it's, I don't even know who this is. Yeah. I tr- I'm really bad at um, uh, following internet trends. So I didn't, I didn't, I don't usually worry about that. Like I haven't, I haven't necessarily consumed similar enough content that I, I mean, I could be wrong, um, but I, I don't necessarily feel like I've been, well, that's the thing too, I guess, is that um, like a lot of the, Hey, it's out. Um, Yay. A lot of the, for example, the, the main show I do your brain on cracked. Well, it's not actually out. It's supposed to be out. There it is. Um, okay. It's out now. <laughs> there we go. So do you want to, Send a link to the Discord. So I can post it live now. Yeah, let me. So, um, I'm putting a. Wait, I'll just tag. I'll just tag me in on Twitter. We can do that live while recording. That's it's going to go super well for the people who are um, uh, listening to this after the fact. Like, what is this? I, I like as well though that when streaming this and you're like, quick, everybody, click away from this stream and watch this <laughs> other video. Lucas, <laughs> I'm bad at running a business. <laughs> Did you not hear my business details got stolen because I don't use my business card enough? That's true. Um, sorry, I'm getting distracted by everything now. Um, no, that's fine. What I was going to say is that the main show that I do is so heavily scripted that, um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not super worried about it. I feel like I've put enough time into it. I mean, I'm sure other mm. jokes have happened or observations or something, but in general, I feel relatively confident that I'm not aping too much. The one thing that we have been struggling with is, um, we're trying a new format and, the first episode came out, and it's kind of similar to Ryan George's uh, pitch meeting, if you're familiar with that um, yes. show. I'm not. It, his is uh, basically what would ha- what what probably happened when the screenwriter went to the uh, the producer, I suppose, of a popular movie and pitched it, but in all the stupid plot holes come out and the goofy plotting and all that stuff. And so it's just mm-hmm. him talking to himself and being like, yeah, so then this crazy thing happens, and the producer will be like, but doesn't that not make sense they'll be like shut up and they'll just kind of do that and so we started doing something kind of similar which is instead of that vibe it's a script doctor um and he's just looking at the script but the main difference is that um 
he's not he's he's proposing fixes to a show um or to a movie except that his ideas are awful they're like um for wonder woman 1984 the whole problem was that uh she slept with the body of some random man um and so our fix for that was like she like saved him at a Washington Nationals baseball game. And he said, you can use my body for whatever you want in the future. And then we animate it uh, in an animatic style. Oh. And so it's very weird and very different. Um, but I'm also, I'm already realizing it might be too similar to his thing. And so that, that's more of an example of what you're talking about where I'm like, maybe. maybe we should well, as well, you do um, a lot of script. Oh, sorry, Lucas. I was going to say just, I, I get that feeling all the time of like um yeah oh yeah well maybe like yeah i guess someone else is already doing this or making something similar but at the same time like i think it's so hard to strive for like complete 100 percent originality at this point it's like no just like if you've got an idea run with it embrace it and like figure it out because you know somebody's gonna always have something that somebody could pick up and say this is similar to your idea right. but hey yeah, and, just... and like even his thing is technically predated. There's a Jenny Nicholson video, those Suicide Squad sales pitch that was two years or a year or something before yeah. his. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. No, it's like an, yeah, it's an old bit in comedy as well to do that as well. That's been around since like the 1930s. Yes. There's a, like in stand up of uh, how did, cause I think I've been watching The Amazing Miss Maisel with my girlfriend, and mm-hmm. they show you like hackneyed comedians would go, oh, here's how I imagine the pitch for um, the Gettysburg Address went. And it's like that exact <laughs> right. thing of just pretend, like, being a smarmy pitch man on that. So what's funny, mm. too, is uh, just along that, the closest I've gotten to it, um, we actually have a writer who does a lot of stand-up comedy, and he wrote, a, he wrote a big, great article about joke stealing. And one of the things was talking about parallel thought, and sometimes it's nobody's fault. It's just people have the same joke. And then um, I released a video talking about fictional uh, money in fictional movie universes, specifically Harry Potter, John Wick, and Star Wars, and why the way that money works there is weird. And then he reached out and was like, did you rip off this article? And he had another article where at one point he says something about the weird fictional universe money of Harry Potter, John Wick, and Star Wars. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell? How? I don't even understand. It's yeah. literally the exact same three movies. I mean, I guess I maybe I saw it, or I was like, Here's all my pitches from like 2016 when I was trying to get these articles written. So like I promise. <laughs> yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I had that exact same thing with Cracked, where yeah. it was, um, I think it was animals who talked, and I remember because it was inspired by a um, article I read, I think like NPR or Smithsonian about a seal or some other creature that lived in an aquarium uh-huh. and it learned to vocalize in a way that sound almost human. I think it was a beluga whale. Okay. It, vo- mm. it vocalized in a way that sounded human and there was reports from um, divers that would go in being told to get out of the pool. And it turns out it was a beluga whale that had learned to uh, vocalize <laughs> from copy. And it's like that, I thought that was really interesting. So I Googled other animals that sounded like they were talking, pitched an article idea and then, I think a day later, or the day that pitch, or the day after that pitch, there was an article on another website with all those entries in them, because clearly someone else had read that NPR or Smithsonian article about this and thought, "Oh, that's interesting." I wonder if there's any other examples of that. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what always sticks out in my head because it was the exact same entries and it looks like I was trying to rip it. And I was like, same as you, I was really paranoid. And I went throughout my entire pitch history for that week. Look, look, look. Uh, it's it's not me trying to rip off that idea. Here's me like building the idea and right. like, another part of the forum and stuff. Yeah, it's wild. Also, I think I had a brief syncing issue. So I'm just going to go ahead and note this, that at this time, Lucas, if you're <laughs> listening to the audio, that there was an <laughs> issue that predates this. So like from this point on, it should be fine. But there was something iffy okay. a few okay. minutes ago. So I apologize. No, that's all but, good. I'll, I'll try and figure that one out. Okay, so That's where all the fun stuff comes in. And someone yeah. in the chat just mentioned, because, yes, we are streaming this live on Twitch. Um, it's asking mm-hmm. about, like, collaborations with, like, Simon Whistler. And uh, the thing is, he's just busy. A lot of the people that I know, uh, like Simon Whistler and Davin from today, I found out that everyone's really busy, and then I have no real connections to anyone else um, <laughs> in this world because I'm just so insular. And also, well, I'm really far away from everything. Yeah. There's, there's not many British... Um, uh, like fact YouTubers that I'm aware of except for Simon Whistler yeah. so there's no one else me really collaborate with in mm-hmm. like this region yeah I mean I live in Virginia so like <laughs> there is quite literally I would assume no one else doing this and so that's part of the reason why collaborating with you is basically the same as even just my co-workers who all live in like New York City and stuff so yeah just true. power of the internet baby and that's what's been really fun. And maybe that's something I can work towards doing um, more and more. But for me, I'm just, I'm too much of a nervous boy. I'm too, <laughs> I'm too, I'm too set in my ways to do this. And um, yeah, I guess we can bring that up because obviously the video is going live now. I'll mention for the people who are watching this live on Twitch, we're going to do Q&A in um, uh, a couple of minutes. But me and you, Luke, we have a, an announcement, don't we? We have an uh, idea. Because you've done, you've done some stuff. Yes, we've had an idea. So would you like to just clarify that idea? So if people are in chat, they want to ask me, we'll go through those in a bit. And if you have I, the thing Jordan, is, Carl, yes. you're asking me in very vague ways to describe something. I'm not sure which one you're referring to. <laughs> oh, So you might uh, have to help me. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you've made the podcast available on more platforms, yes? Uh, that is true, yes. As of now, uh, it's like available on Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Still, like, the Apple podcast website is not loading for me, so I'm working on that, and hopefully when it when it sorts itself out, I'll get it on Apple Podcast very quickly afterwards. But Yeah, yeah like, Tim Cook wants nothing to do with us. And then the other one was, uh, it's a follow-up from something we mentioned last week, so I apologise, John, you're going to be just out of the loop for a quick minute. But, no, I'm yeah, messing with stuff anyway. We were talking about, like, we can do subscriptions for the podcast, and we thought, um, we asked for feedback on that and thought about the best way to implement that. Mm-hmm. And Lucas, do you want to just mention or just explain why, what we've uh, the solution we've came up with? Yeah, so uh, like both Carl and I got contact by you know quite a few people as we asked for of like you know yeah I'd be down for subscriptions. That was like kind of the overwhelming um, opinion is like I wouldn't mind subscriptions, but like you know some people had caveats and this bit and that bit. But what we've decided is to kind of keep the the weekly episodes as is. Um, apart from the fact that we'd move like the Q&A section to like a bonus episode monthly and yeah. that would be available to subscribers only and then all of the other you know regular weekly podcasts will really be the normal time as is free for everyone yeah so I think I'm not sure if you've done it yet or you will be but you'll be setting up like a dedicated email address it's like if you want to ask yeah. questions for the channel and that way cause I think what we do Q&A we can't often go into as much detail as we'd like sometimes it's at the end of a two and a half hour long podcast mm-hmm 
that way we'll be able to like go in depth and just answer a whole bunch of questions in like one go um, go as in depth as we need to to answer stuff and it just gives people who want to support this podcast because there's no real way for anyone to support fact feed like monetarily at mm. the moment because I and maybe like sponsorships might be a bit more of a thing now that we're going on some more podcast uh, providers and stuff like that so maybe that's more of an option now that I'm, you know, putting it on more platforms, but we'll see. Yeah, maybe more people will reach out. But like once a month, we hope we can just do like a grab bag, just a letter time of just however long it takes. If people have got stuff to ask us or just pick our brains about certain subjects or ask our thoughts about a piece of media, because that's generally what we get asked a lot. Yeah. It's just, what do you think about insert thing? And it's like, we can't really go into much depth about a lot of that stuff. So that caveat out of the way, if people have some Q&A now, if it wants to filter through as we just do the usual just um, letting people plug their stuff. Because I'm guessing, Jordan, you've got some stuff to plug. Um, yeah, just go to Cracked. YouTube channel is alive again, so please watch it. It is. And can you please, just no one's going to believe me if I tell them this, I'd like you to please repeat one of the stated reasons that you want me to appear on the channel. Which? which the one, one about having to excise old subscribers. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, this I was howling when you told me this. So one of the one of the funny things, I mean it's not that funny, but one of the interesting things about every time we put a video, this is the problem with trying to reboot a channel and it's dead subscriber base. Um, one of the reasons our videos sometimes can take have a harder time cracking despite our huge subscriber number is because every time we release a video, somebody will 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 get fifty people to unsubscribe almost immediately. And those are kind of probably people that we want gone anyway because they're just dragging down yeah. our numbers. And so we were saying maybe if we put Carl on here, it, this format will be so different. <laughs> we'll, we'll churn through people even faster. We'll get <laughs> so, 300 people that unsubscribe immediately. So, so, so your aim of getting Carl on the, the YouTube channel is to just delete a significant number of subscribers, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're collaborating with me to get less subscribers. <laughs> Man, I can do that because there's zero pressure. Right. If anything, the like, if the more people unsubscribe, the better I'm doing. Yeah. And I just burst out laughing when you told me that. I went, okay, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> well, because that's if like... one thing. At some point, we got to whittle it down, all the dead weight, and then rebuild it back up with the people that are excited about the new stuff or even the people... Anyway, whatever. They get it. I mean, there's just so many subscribers that um, don't want necessarily, or like have forgot that they subscribed, all that stuff. And so, anyway. Essentially, people that have like not signed up for the new style of content and you want to keep the people that want it and right. get rid of the people that don't. And because there's a lot of people that want it that don't know that they want it yet because YouTube freaking hasn't told them yet. Because there's every video there's going to be people on this video what the hell cracked is back it's so different and then they'll unsubscribe yeah. because of carl why is there a british guy on yeah. it why does he look <laughs> so stupid why are they not sticking to a script right and we had that same thing with our channel we still to this day get that um because one of the new things that not new it's been like a year now but we one of the new um series we had is wiki weekends and it's literally just we read from a wiki page because i think on a podcast once we we go through a lot of wiki pages, wouldn't we, Lucas, just to read through yeah. them? Yeah, so the origin was, like, we went through um, the Wikipedia page for, like, Pokemon Go, I believe it was, on a podcast, and then Carl just went, hey, we could do this, like, on Fact Fiend as a video instead, and that's kind of where that came from, yeah. Because there's just something very amusing about the very matter-of-fact way. Um, Wikipedia and wiki pages present facts, 
Like with Pokemon Go, one of them was like, oh yeah, there was a lot of trouble with people sitting outside of like hospitals and things like that, and fire amb uh, fire engines couldn't get to fires because people would sit outside the firehouse because it was a poker poker stop. And just yeah. seeing that written down so matter of factly was really funny, and then we riffed on that yeah. for about like I think half an hour. Something and like I said, that, yeah. I decided, oh, that could be a good idea if we just read a wiki page and then riff on it for twenty minutes because most of what we do is improv anyway. And still, I think something I wanted to mention to Lucas before we started recording is the Spawn video went out today. Oh, God, I forgot. Oh, and no. I've already gotten messages from people saying, you didn't do your research on a video that is us literally reading from the wiki <laughs> entry on Spawn. Right. And it's just yeah, stuff like that. the entire purpose is like a blind read of the, the page, essentially. Right. But there was people telling us, oh, you got this fact wrong. It's like, well, if we got it wrong, the wiki's wrong. Right. And people are accused of not doing our research. Like there is no research. We're reading the wiki page and then reacting to it. Right. Oh, God, I, I'm not looking forward to the comments on that because we just made fun of Spawn for 15 minutes, <laughs> and it's like, oh. And I distinctly the edgy fans are going to come out. Yeah. And I distinctly recall one that happened to us was, I think we did the wiki entry on the Fire Festival, mm. and we uh, the overwhelming response we got, um, like feedback wise, that reached us um, besides just like regular comments was, you stole this off of Internet Historian. Because they covered this topic as well. And my response to that is, if us reading from a wiki entry sounds like someone else's video, chances are the person whose video that you think we sound like also probably just went and read the wiki entry <laughs> right. and changed the words. Like, what's more likely, that Wikipedia ripped off a YouTube video or that a YouTuber ripped off a wiki Because at least we're honest about it when we do it. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite comment is people always ask me if I've even seen the movie. And I'm like... I mean, even if I get stuff wrong or whatever, it's just funny. It's just like, it's like the number like, no, one. I decided insult. to write about Soul movies, but didn't watch any of <laughs> right. them. Right. Yeah. I'm sure I'll get that. I'll have done an hour and a half recap of Saw movies, and they'll be like, "You didn't even see six because in six, and I'll be like, "Well, okay." <laughs> and yeah. it's yeah, it's, it's it. It can't be that you just half remembered something because you know, like the human mind isn't um, infallible. It has to be like a deliberate um, uh, attempt oh. to uh, mislead. <laughs> right. It can never be an honest mistake. Well, and we get that constantly, don't we? <laughs> and half the time it'll be like, so, uh, you know, I was talking about John Wick coins. And one of the things that the directors has said is, um, you know, it's the coin is more valuable when John Wick hands it to somebody than if somebody hands it to John Wick because it's like sort of reputation based or something. Um, but they don't really explain how that works. And so somebody was explaining to me how it's actually a favor-based system, and it's this huge comment. And I was like, is that in the movies? And they're like, no, it's insinuated. And I'm like, well, then I'm not wrong. Like, <laughs> no, it's just you had a different interpretation yeah. of it than yeah. me. Like, we can have an argument and disagree. That's fine. But to say that one is wrong when there's no factual backing to the freaking John Wick universe, which is intentionally yeah. the case. Very serious. Yeah. Very, very serious. <laughs> anyway, it's just funny. It's 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 interesting making this stuff. I try and be really active in the comments because I think it's actually fun to discuss things like that maybe I didn't notice or whatever, but there's a lot of people that are just there to be upset. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm aware that that has happened many, many a time with me. Yeah. Because uh, like we uh, blanket, do we have a thing of no requests, no suggestions. Mm -hmm. Because um, the whole channel is uh, improv, mm. and I feel like mm. the best way to work with that is if it's something you care about. And spontaneity is the um, just the heart of what we do. So sure. doing something that someone else tells us to is not fun. 
Should I should yeah. I be letting you pick the topics then? Because I've been picking. No, 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 no. <laughs> like you feel, that's the thing. I love improv. It's how okay. I got my. It's how I cut my teeth. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that I, I thrive on. I love just having no, this podcast. We have no subject. We just go in and we talk about whatever we feel like. Sure. And I really enjoy that. And like uh, in regards to the wiki weekends, we're constantly being told talk about this character. But neither of us have any attachment or affinity for that universe. There's nothing. We're not going to have fun talking about it. Right. We could do it, but it would be very dry. Very dry. Makes sense for me. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, the entire the entire reason that we can do wiki videos, I guess, is just that, yeah, one of us at least is, like, you know, gives a crap about the subject and can make the other one give a crap about the subject because we're friends and we have that, that like, relationship with one another. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean... And then the same thing. Oh, well, I was just going to say, that's the thing that's, like, hard to convey, which is, I would say 80% of the time, if I'm making fun of a movie, it's a movie that I liked. Like, yeah, yeah you, you you wouldn't think about it if you didn't like it. That happens with us a lot. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. like, I'm making fun of, you know, Fast and Furious or whatever, but I I very much enjoy Fast and Furious. Like, I, I don't, I, you know, the only reason I've thought about it this much, now Saw might end up being an exception, but in general, <laughs> like... People are like, oh, you're just shitting on this movie. I'm like, I love this movie. I That doesn't mean it's not yeah. goofy, because all movies are basically pretty goofy. Um, it's it's fun to talk. Like, if you didn't like it, you wouldn't want to talk about it. Absolutely. That's but, the thing. Like, even in the case of you say Saw, where you might not necessarily enjoy those movies, but you must enjoy something, like, about those movies yeah. in order to get that thing going in your brain to want to talk about it in the first place. There's something really fun to me to try and parse together that that crazy ass franchise with it's so convoluted and so disgusting and so it's as a piece of culture I find it fascinating whether that means yeah. I enjoy the minute to minute watching of it not as much but I'm I'm still kind of glad that I did because I like I don't know I just like knowing things I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and it's um, it happens with us in regards to like when we do playthroughs and anything we talk about. It's always, um, do you even? I think one that stuck out to me is, do you even like this game? And I forget which game it was we were playing, but like we had a playthrough where we just just highlighting some of like the smaller, just like just minor issues that you might not notice on the first playthrough. But as a fan of the series, you've played it multiple times. It's like I think it might be like prototype or something. I was assuming so because we constantly say how much like. This game has problems and is a total 7 out of 10, but it's a 7 out of 10 that me and you both really love and have affinity for. Yeah, and we like, um, throughout the series, we just, we're talking about how much we love it, but then singling out issues like, oh, if this was better, or if this was handled in a different way, it might um, improve the gameplay. So, do you even like this game? Right. And I think that just sums up how binary in media criticism has become, where it is you have to either just give it unrelenting praise, or you mm. don't like it. And it goes... The whole idea is like if you like something, you should be able to criticize it. And people who don't like it, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't bother criticizing it. I'd just not watch right. it. I wouldn't yeah. want to talk about it if I didn't care, if I didn't want it to be better. Yeah. I think um, one of my favorite articles that I've read uh, in the past few years is um, AV Club had an article talking about how much um, he's not a fan of guns, but he loves them in movies so much. <laughs> And he's just like he's trying to wrestle with his the tension there, which is like he doesn't really believe in guns, but man, he loves when guns are in a movie. Um, and mm. I think that's a very American issue. I think <laughs> it's something that we all struggle so with. I'm, I'm like that, like, like, uh, like vampires, right? 
and, and werewolves. Not a fan in real life, but in movies they're all right. <laughs> That's right. true. I just like I won't want a vampire in my house, but in a movie, if it's in someone else's house, that's all right. See, yeah, not enough people are taking that nuanced approach to vampires that you just did. Um, they're too binary. Daybreakers, man. That's why I love daybreakers. <laughs> it's not even that I like vampires or vampire law. I just like interesting takes on vampire law. Like I always bloody talk about um, like uh, dog soldiers. Just because the idea of just no fuck it, it's soldiers fighting werewolves, it's such an interesting concept. Yeah. But anyway, I think we've we've riffed for long enough. So, Lucas, if you have any uh, Q and A in your chat, any um, questions that people might want answered, and if not, it's a nice easy day for us. Yeah, not on my my chat, but uh, okay. Just somebody asked like in my Discord. Okay. Um, is that essentially like an an interesting meal that you can think of, or like? Something stands out food-wise that you that you've eaten it like maybe recently or maybe in the past, like just a notable <laughs> meal that you can think of. A meal, or maybe just an item of food, I guess. I don't know. My girlfriend um, is uh, she's from Japan, so she went to Japan recently. And she brought back fish and chip flavored Pringles, which are Japanese only. And I was like, why are Japanese people eating a distinctly British flavor? And I tried them, and it just these don't taste nice. Oh God. That's interesting. So no, like, she has like a lot like, of weird stuff like that. Not weird, I guess that's probably the wrong yeah. descriptor for it. But like, you know, different novel. My um, and yeah, then... I, I love looking at the, like the Japanese flavors. <laughs> the Japanese Kit Kats. Yeah. <laughs> what have God wrought? My uh, my brother-in-law is from Brazil, and for Christmas this year, I wasn't sure what to get him. So there's there was a subscription like a box service that sent snacks mm-hmm. from all over the world. Oh. And yeah. so it's like mostly nasty. Uh, but there's some kind of fun things in there, just like, yeah, strange flavors or whatever. It was kind of a fun thing to try. Mm. I think it was called Munch Addict or something. Uh, slice. <laughs> slice. It, it could Which have been apparently slice. doesn't exist. I was. can't find it. Um. <laughs> Again, we never got an answer. About we me. never got an answer I, to what like what piece of the criminal Maybe I, maybe I, I freaking I dreamed it. Know. I don't know. Maybe it never happened. I dream that someone stole pizza from me. That's a hell <laughs> yeah. of a dream. Very like- specific. Yeah, like for me, I the one one thing that doesn't necessarily stand out to me as like uh, the best thing I've ever eaten, but just having like a burger where the bun is glazed donuts, like no. the heart attack no. burger. No, stop and, that, man! Now. Like it it sounds wrong, but it feels so right, Carl. <laughs> Don't even talk like that. Is just an affront. So all that is good and holy. I refuse that knowledge. <laughs> I refuse to I have any of that. And someone in my chat mentioned beans on toast. How is that weird? That's like a snack. It's the perfect yeah, I, snack. I, I, I mean, Jordan, maybe you can weigh on this. Is like baked beans on toast a weird thing over in America? Mm. They have the different beans. I found this out. Yeah, probably. Baked oh. beans are different in America. They're oh. pretty strong flavor. So I don't yeah. know that you would want that on bread. I mean, I'm sure it would taste Yeah, they're a different fine, thing. but... I wouldn't do it. Oh, okay. So that's how I had this mystery solved by my girlfriend. It's like baked beans are different in America. They're like for barbecues and stuff. Yep. As opposed to over here where they're in tomato sauce as opposed to like a barbecue smoky sauce. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why whenever you say beans on toast, people assume you mean those kind of beans. Or Americans think, oh, barbecue beans. Like, no, they're a specific thing over here. It's um, haricot beans in tomato sauce specifically. I guess that's similar to like the whole thing when British people say I'm dunking biscuits in my tea or coffee, and they and then Americans the, are like those <laughs> small cake-like things that you right. get. That's funny. 
or chips where chips for you guys are crisps for us and chips for us are fries but then fries mm. are their own thing because chips are thicker than fries right. but then you can get thick cut fries and then you can get thin cut chips and then you get crinkle cut <laughs> chips and then you get waffle fries but then you can get waffles which are different because they're potato that's mashed and then formed into the shape of a waffle wow i thought a lot about all this i feel like <laughs> i think too much about i think all you have this. way more options on the on the fry front than we do a hundred percent. Yeah, like fries is just a category of potato <laughs> chips over here. Like where, you know, as we get like the crinkle cut, the steak cut, the waffles, like the fries. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get the steak cut, which are really wide. And I don't know why you would want fries that are wide, but they but taste we have that option. We have that option for wide fries. Wow. You would think that would be something America to. would be uh, a leader in. Yeah, you'd think. Mm. But no, like Britain is just leading the way <laughs> in just the fried potato Category. I was going to say, Carl, like, of all places for Britain to be, like, in charge of, you know, potato snackery, I think that's quite apt <laughs> yeah. for Britain to be at the top of that game. Because we've not even got into, like, you know, you've got wedges. Yeah. Then on top of wedges, you've got roast potatoes, which are different from wedges. Because mm. they're cooked in goose fat. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like the, <laughs> the level of just fried potato technology in the UK. It's like we lead the world in it. Um, Man, I really gotta have something. Get like an air fryer, because people are raving about air fryers. I'm scared to get an air fryer because I'm scared that once I've got it, I'm gonna put everything in it. <laughs> so when he chats us, so what you're saying is the thick cut fries, just a thin cut chip? No, it's not the different. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are different because, and that's the thing. It's hard to explain why, but they are different. They are. It's like, uh, have you ever seen the argument that went down online of hot chocolate is just a warm milkshake? And it's like it's not. Yes, it's chocolate milk, and they're served at different temperatures. But if you served me warm milk, a warm milkshake as a hot chocolate or a cold hot chocolate as milkshake, I'd know. I don't know how I'd know, but I'd know. I'd know the difference in my soul. Milkshake's got to be thicker than like. Would you like Nesquik mix? Yeah, there's, there's. Oh like yeah, Nesquik, there's like a way to whip it. If you or like something. put Nesquik into hot milk, yeah, hmm. that's the one. If you put Nesquik into hot milk, that's not a hot chocolate. That's just hot. Nest quick. <laughs> and at the same time, if you put like Cadbury's hot chocolate mix into cold milk, that's not like a milkshake. That's cold hot chocolate. Plus, like any good milkshake, like any milkshake that deserves the title of milkshake has ice cream in it. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I'm not having any. And this is like, you know what? This is another one of those discussions, Luke, that we could go on for like four hours and. We would if Jordan wasn't here because he's got no fucking clue what any of what we just I know, just we just have, in. like, milkshakes and, and french fries. We don't have all of these varieties. We, we There's yeah. so many. And no one's really mentioned something in my chat. There was no Q&A, so... Oh, someone's happy I had a frozen hot chocolate. No. Stop that. I don't That's like not this. not hot chocolate anymore. That's like a baked Alaska, in it? It's like cooked ice mm. cream. Stop it. It's like, okay, we, we could end on that, though. Like, the food that just breaks physics i don't trust it like have you seen you can get like fried kool-aid in america and stuff like that they fry liquid i'm not aware of this they do it at uh, like county fairs like that's like fried butter fried butter i've heard of i don't know about fried butter they can also do like fried kool-aid Cause i watched um this show called fry masters because i i i love crap reality tv and it's about people who work in county fairs trying to compete to who can fry the most ridiculous yeah. thing uh, and the guy's like, oh, I'm famous because I'm the guy who invented fried butter. And everyone's like, oh, my God, it's the guy who invented <laughs> fried butter. And he looks exactly how you'd expect the guy who invented fried butter to look. 
Then and again, they... like, you know, in Scotland, they were responsible for the deep-fried Mars bar, so... And the fried pizza. Fried pizza. Love they are so unnecessary. The fried pizza. I did I did have the thinking yesterday of, like, I got, you know, those cheap, like, microwave pizzas and was like, I've got some burgers. What happens if I make, Damn. like, the burger with the pizzas? I didn't do it, but it was just the thought that popped in my head of... What if I have like a sandwich with a burger in the middle and two pizzas? Just the abomination. You go get a job at Papa That's like John's. that. Um, did you see that SNL sketch where they? I don't. Know, I think it starts with a taco and then they wrap it in a pizza and then they like drop it in a bag full of salsa and it just like continues to expand. I think it's like a taco and then a pancake and then a pizza and then it just keeps going forever. Anyway. There's so yeah. much food that it's like you look at it and go, God, he's dead. It's like, what is it? Like the, the taco, that instead of a taco shell has a giant Dorito. Yep. And you just look at it and go, that looks tasty, but we can't. <laughs> we can't do this. We can't let humanity peak this early. There's still too much art right. to create. I don't want it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if no one in my chat is um, uh, uh, asking questions, we can end it there. But thank you for joining us, John. It's really Absolutely. Thanks it. for having me. And yeah, everyone in my chat, go check out Cracked right now. Go Cracked.com or will it be on the website? It will be, be on the website. It's channel? easier to get to from just YouTube, but either yeah, one. So YouTube or the website, you can find like, a collaboration between myself and Cracked featuring Jordan. Uh, that's hopefully going to be an ongoing collaboration between the two of us. And on Fact Fiend, there'll be something going up soon. Not Actually, it might not be soon. It could Think. be in three months. We don't know. <laughs> because we're so far ahead on content because me and Jordan recorded it? something. Oh, you guys have recorded something. Yeah, oh, for okay. the regular channel. I was going to say, there's an announcement tomorrow on the channel. I about that, which Jordan is in, yes. And then there's a, just regular articles that we've recorded that he's in, but there's no telling on when they're going to go up. That could be months from now. Yeah, the future. The future. <laughs> so look forward to the future. Agreed.